police in the morning. Anushka plays a luscious blonde werewolf living in London, who, a la interview with a vampire, meets up with a reporter to relate her tragic tale and tell her story once and for all to the world. Anushka's bite has recently turned doe-eyed American beauty Misty Monday into a fellow female werewolf whose metamorphosis into sexual predator is triggered by arousal and ultimately orgasm. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the, the B-Movie, B-Movie Bros. Bros. Here we B-Movies the best of our ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. Here we are with the, uh, the final week of Misty Monday Month, taking a look at an erotic werewolf in London from 2006. What you heard was the back of the deluxe two DVD edition, you know, DVD case. Let's dive right into the shit with our technical difficulties, top and bottom three. Let's uh, let's start with the top here. What was what was good in this movie? Starting with the top. All right, I'll go first. Um, so there's this moon effect with red with this red background that plays over a bunch of scenes, including like the sex scenes, and I just thought it was really funny with how cheap it looks. It doesn't play over. It interrupts. Yeah, it kind of interrupts. Scene. It's like you'll have like a, the character that's not even in the scene or wasn't even introduced into the movie at that point. He's there, and it's it's just really funny. And number two, so kind of with that, there are some funny moments in between all the lesbian sex um, that is the predominant amount of, um, portion of the movie. And yeah, number one, this movie is certainly accurate to its title. It was certainly an erotic werewolf in London. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, um, you kind of, you kind of get what you pay for with this one. So for me, in num- number three, for the top, so the werewolf has a sexy outfit that she uses when she's, like, stalking her prey and, you know, getting herself all aroused, and it literally just says fuck all over it, like, <laughs> repeatedly. It's a, it's a matching, like, top and, like, panty set. It's fucking hysterical. She makes her intentions know. Number two. There is like the interview sessions which kind of form a storyline ish thing there was an attempt to bridge the gap between lesbian sex scenes but let's face it the number one is the excessive nudity i mean it's called neurotic werewolf in london it's by seduction cinema what what else do you think is going to happen in this movie all the clues were right in front of you, so if you're expecting more, well, it's kind of on you. All right, on to the bottom three. Paul, what do you got? All right, so number three, um, I mean, the movie's very repetitive, but I'm pretty sure most people either won't care, or probably watching this and skipping to particular scenes and moments, so I, I, I mean, I guess it's not that big of, a, big of a problem when you consider what kind of movie it is. Um, number two, there really, there's only real, like, one really one like full fit werewolf like uh, trans like um transformation for most of it i think she just grows like fangs and like claws but um i don't know i thought that could have been used more it could have been made it could have been very entertaining but then again that probably would have brought in a different kind of audience that they weren't really going for so i i don't really know and number one so i get what this movie is uh but i definitely felt like it could have you know taken the premise and made it kind of kind of more it just made it more uh, more funny, more um, interesting. I mean, it wouldn't have had to even interrupt all the, like, softcore, like, lesbian scenes. It could have, like, I don't know. Like, there's there's porn with, like, funny plots and stuff like that. I mean, I think in this podcast we've watched some that, like, actually had, like, kind of funny, like, um, plot lines that they actually used, w- like, did stuff with. So 
I don't know, the in-between stuff really didn't, I, I just kind of felt like it could have done more. So for me, number three, even though you know what kind of movie this is, there's no dialogue for the first seven minutes. No setup, no nothing, movie starts, bam, sex scene. Like, I'd like at least a pickup line or something before we get into the meat of this movie, but uh, but nope, just just right in your face, right there. Just moaning for the first seven minutes. Number two, was was there even moaning during the first sex scene? I think like, there was a little bit, there, but... There was, like, interspersing of the moon, like... Uh, Vampire-like, yeah. no or werewolf noises. Yeah. No dialogue for the first seven minutes. Number two, of all the lesbian sex in the movie, the biggest setup that they do never happens. The reporter, dialogue and talking with the werewolf the whole time. Werewolf's got her fuck outfit on. Nope. No sex between the reporter and the werewolf. She's apparently immune to the werewolf's seduction. And then number one. So they do this with you know, both Anushka and Misty Monday when she, you know, spoiler alert, turns into a fucking werewolf. If you couldn't tell by, you know, the title or the fucking box art. But uh, they use this really weird blurring effect whenever they're, like, in werewolf form to signify their movements and it just it hurt my brain to like watch them move in this way it, it just i i can't even explain like it just it physically pained me to see this effect used in the movie and uh, there was no reason for it all it really did was obscure the minute amount of werewolf makeup transformation that they actually did for the characters. I, th I think it would have been a lot better if you could actually see the, you know, small bit that they did to uh, change them into, you know, werewolves. She-wolves. Maybe that's why it was to cover up the fact that they did such a shitty job with it. I'd rather see shitty werewolf makeup. Like, <laughs> would have been more, in I felt it would have been more appropriate with this kind of movie. Well, if you could guess by the fact that there was, like, no dialogue until seven minutes into the movie, and, you know, the majority of the movie is just sex scenes, we, uh, unfortunately will not be having a quote war. No, we're not repeating the, uh, lines from this movie. Uh, it's just not gonna happen, guys. So we're just gonna have to move straight on to our final take. Remember, friends, our final take is a score on our shot scale. Our shot scale is a reverse scale. One to ten, one being the best, ten being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this film? I gave it a seven out of ten. I give it a five out of ten. So, I mean, what else can you expect from a movie called An Erotic Werewolf in London other than sex scenes? And in that sense, this movie does not disappoint. I mean, you get sex before the first dialogue occurs, and then that's basically the whole film. Dialogue, which leads to sex, and then sex. You know, only avid collectors of this smut should come anywhere close to owning or watching it. Avid collectors, uh, as you hold the um, special edition DVD. <laughs> Did you really just say special addiction? <laughs> I, I, I said what I meant. I meant what I said. All right, I give it a 5 out of 10. What can I say about erotic werewolf in London? It's it's more or less a softcore lesbian porn with an unimportant werewolf plot. It's exactly as advertised and wastes no time getting in, into what what it was made for. I was kind of hoping that the werewolf plot would make for some entertaining or funny non-sexual moments, but it really didn't. It's difficult to judge this by the standards of an actual film since it's clearly not meant to be one. Honestly, you're either into it or not, so 5 out of 10 feels like the only real score I can give it. 
Well, whether you're into it or not, we, of course, have ways to drink away the splick. Drink away the splick. So come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away the splick. Addiction. <laughs> we'll give you some drink games for this film. But remember, friends, drink responsibly. Number one, every time someone gets bit, take a drink. Number two, every time there's a dream sequence, take a drink. Number three, whenever there is scissoring, take a drink. And number four, anytime someone removes clothing, take a drink. Every time someone compliments someone else's looks, take a drink. Every time you see the moon, take a drink. Every time you see a piercing or a tattoo, take a drink. And every time you see a London landmark, take a drink. And those are your ways to drink away the splick. If you have any thoughts about this movie or anything else Beamer related, let's comment on your iTunes or SoundCloud. You can also email us beamerbrosgmail.com, like us on Facebook at facebook.com, that's beamerbros. Follow us on Twitter at beamerbros, and personal Twitter at beamerbros. Check out all the con- content, including reviews, interviews, and chats, our website, beamerbros.com. If you want to help support the show, consider donating to our PayPal or Patreon accounts. Links are right below. Well, we've come to the end of Misty Monday Month. Four movies. It's time to rank them. For me, in the number four spot is uh, Sinful, because uh, there was a baby-stealing plot, I think, and some stuff that went on that I can't quite recount and couldn't quite follow at the time. So, uh, yeah, number four. Number three, an erotic werewolf in London. It's exactly what you think it is, and uh, yeah, number two, Shakurama. It was a you know fun little anthology. You know, some parts were better than others. And in the number one, Screaming Dead. You know, a fun, I guess, haunted house movie that didn't have much to do with haunted houses. It did, you know, you know, sadistic fucking artists. But uh, it was fun. Had a strong lead. Had some good dynamics in it. Number four, I put Erotic Werewolf in London. It was Erotic Werewolf in London. Number three, I put Sinful. It was an interesting kind of art film. I... Don't think it really, it didn't have the impact on me that I thought, that I think it was intended to or that I was hoping for it, but I can, I can appreciate the effort they put into it. Number two, Shaka-Rama. It's not the best anthology I've ever seen, but far from the worst. And number one, Screaming Dead, which ended up actually being a pretty darn good film. Well, as we conclude this month, we're, uh, we're going to head into another, another sort of monster for next month, something that Paul and I both enjoy very much. We're actually going to take a look at uh, some different Resident Evil movies and have ourselves a good old Resident Evil month. <laughs> have ourselves enjoy something for, for once. Resident Evil. So, we're going to start off with, uh, with Resident Evil Retribution from 2012. And until next time, friends, be brave, be alive, and be back for more. <laughs> Get over there. Oh, I've seen